Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're the best. You guys are the best. We did make it to episode 20. We made it to episode 20. Shut up. Just shut up now. Thank you. That's 10 more than the last podcast. It is 10 more than the last podcast. Welcome to episode 20, 20, 20 of 20, Not 20, 20. As For The Rest Of Us podcast. Yes. This I the anti The new. anti As For The Rest Of Us. It is not the rest of us. It is not. It's feeling New Zealandish. We are in a news week. It is an it is a news week, folks. Girl, get your news just spread wide open for me, and and share the. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't either, but I'm just gonna let you go. How have you been? I've been. We'll talk about more good. of that later in the next episode. <laughs> That's nice, but it's not what we're here to talk about today. It's nice to talk about each other, or talk to each other about stuff, but we're not here to talk I've about. I've been it. honestly. Yeah. I've been excited about the news. Have you? Yeah. Why? There's a lot of news. There is a lot of this. I'm just gonna preface it because I really do want to go through most of the news that I have. Yeah. So this episode might go to like an hour and a half to two hours. It might be a lengthy one. But then we'll follow it up probably by like a, a, shorter, a shorter... Yeah, maybe not shorter, but you know, like an hour. Come on, we gotta be shorter. And, uh, the last one it surprised me that it was We did actually, really good. We did real good. It was, I, it was like an hour and nine minutes. I was just like, look at us! You could tell that like... <laughs> we had stuff to bring to the table over the and we, we weren't fucking babbling about everything. Over the last 20 episodes... We have <laughs> we have learned more of the technique of getting a nice hour to hour and fifteen minute episode out. It, it makes me wish that I had the patience and want to go back and edit in right now some of the greatest hits of the past twenty episodes. Nah, <laughs> we'll we can sa- pretend about we'll it. We'll save that for ep- if we if and when I'm going to say if and when we hit episode one hundred. I will do that. There we go. I'll find some of the greatest hits from the old episodes, and we'll do and then a give review. you guys like a little little uh, uh, cavalcade of just it'll be a clip show. On. Yeah, it'll be like a clip show. Yeah, one and only. Look at this. I'm like a fucking airplane. <laughs> you look great. Uh, you look like you're about ready to. You like a flannel like Saturday Night Fever. It looked like Travolta if he cuff, was in the woods. The cuff is, cuff is so big on this. The cuff is so big. <laughs> All right, uh, let's dive planets. right down into it. Let's get Winter. into the schnitty gritty. Yes. Uh, give me some news. Tell me what you're uh, alphabetically excited about. Uh, alphabetically, I am first. No, I can't be. Um, I'm first excited about Bad Boys Three. <laughs> What's that? Nestler's Polar Whip. You yeah, got a Nestler's Polar Whip. I got a Nestler's Polar Whip shirt. I am more excited about your Nestler's Polar Whip shirt than <laughs> the Bad Boys back. Three. <laughs> But that's your first. That's your number one. That's what you're bringing to the table. It first. is uh, in the as the news articles go. It has like a quote around Bad Boys Three because that's the title, mm-hmm. and so it's quote B. So that's first because there's a character <laughs> in front of it. Um, all I want to talk about is that they did have a uh, title for Bad Boys Three, and it's Bad Boys Three. No. Oh, what is it? Can you guess it? Bad Boys. Think about it. It's not four. Think I'm gonna say Bad Boys Four to Life, but it's yeah. not. I mean, you know what I mean. It is. It is. Yeah. But it's not Bad Boys Four. That would have been clever. It would have been more clever and more not dumb. 
Yeah, it's bad boys for life, but the E is a three. Oh, I see what the... Did yeah. they spell four with a lot, number four? No, because it's not the fourth movie. It's a you third movie. Come I mean, on, though. Justin. Shut up. Gosh. What do you got? <laughs> uh, trying to see if there was a movie-related thing. that yeah, I'm not going alphabetically. Oh, don't stuff. try to be organized. All right, well... That's, an, that's against the rules. <laughs> we'll go with the oldest and come up to the newest, mm-hmm. as, it, as they do in some of the other things where people do podcasts and they're organized like that. Oh, do they? I don't know. Oh. Microsoft is going to release an Xbox One in 2019. That is discless. Dickless? Discless. Not dickless. It's going to have zero discs slots. So it's just going to be download. Yeah, it's going to be downloading your own titles from it. Uh, their price point is supposed to start around $200 for the one terabyte model. And they're saying it is the um, Xbox One S model. Is that the newest? No, the One X is the newest. Ah. Um, the One S still does 4K, but the disk drive that is in the One X is able to play all of the games in a, in the 4K resolution um, and anything that's like a 4K Ultra Disc Blu-ray can uh, be played in an Xbox One X. So in the Xbox One S, it is able to play games in 4K but basically and stream through 4K, but it can't do anything like disc-based. So I'm assuming that that's the... That's why they're that's taking the, it out They're anyways. just going ahead and take it out anyways and do it that way. It's smart on their part, but at the same time, I'm not sure because like... Look at this holiday season. We've got a lot of deals for the PlayStation mm-hmm. Four, where they have you. Know, you can get your one terabyte P- base PS Four model, albeit, yes. but still, you know, really strong version of the PlayStation Four with Mike with Spider Man bundled into mm-hmm. it. Even um, what should be like a even Red Dead Two in a couple of bundles. Yeah, I saw. And it, so what what should be good. basically like a three hundred and sixty dollar value bump down to two hundred. And I could yeah. see them easily just being like, okay, we're gonna take this model and just make it stand alone just like that they don't even have to remove the disk drive and make it 200 and still probably turn a profit off of it mm-hmm. um Those so disk i do expensive i just i mean i just don't know if i don't know if what's what's going to hold playstation back from being able to just knock it down plus i know we're probably getting that point what the fuck? whoa there's a ghost in the closet <laughs> i'm trapped in the closet i knew that was coming <laughs> i knew that was coming there are how um, many parts five Six. Of Trapped in the Closet? Yeah. How many chapters? Yeah. 29. 29 chapters? 20, or... 21. No, maybe it's more than 21. I think it's 21 or 29. It feels like it's a 20s. story. It is a full story. They have a DVD that you could buy that's uh, like chapters one through whatever, and it's like a full movie. Like he made he made a video for <clears throat> all of those chapters? Yeah. Well, music-wise, music video. Yeah. Is only like, music. There's only like three parts. Oh, that's what I remember. Is but the, there's is like the music there's videos. there's he wrote more music in a movie format, basically <laughs> for an entire like necessitating chapters one through twenty one of Trapped wow. in the Closet, and it tells like the whole uh, the whole thing. But what I was going with this yeah, before sorry. was, um, it makes me wonder because like, where I feel like it's seriously going to start ramping up for production for the new consoles come time for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have. Whatever the new Xbox is and whatever the new PlayStation is, I'm assuming PlayStation Five. Um, there is some news on PS Five that I'll have a little bit later on down yeah, the yeah, down yeah, the yeah. down the docket. Ooh, right. uh, some stuff that's uh, leaked out profusely, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I could see both of them starting to dwindle down the prices to like two hundred dollars, make it more reasonable mm-hmm. because with the new stuff getting ready to come down, um, you know, that, that just makes more sense. Yeah. Well, and Dickless is the future, like. Yes. Yeah. 
dickless is the future. So uh, they're kind of just testing it out, it seems like. Maybe just trying to see, like, will people like no dicks? I think they will not. Well, I would be okay with it. I think I would, too. I'm, I I'm know abso- I would. I'm absolutely... Because most of the stuff that I buy, I usually do digitally anymore anyways. Yeah. So I know I would be okay with it, but I know there are going to be the certain groups of people that probably would have kind of a hissy about it. I think it would benefit them more. They could even sell it at a $250 price point, not necessarily even adding more storage, if they were willing to make like the one terabyte a solid state inside of it. Make it cruise. Yeah. yeah. Make the make it more, it could be like, okay, well, it's all internal and stuff, but whenever it's going to have like basically like fucking zero load time yeah. and make it just super fast. I think that would be in their benefit to do well, something yeah. like that. But I doubt that's going to happen because companies are cheap and they'll just do whatever they can to get sure. the fucking thing out so well, the solid states are, are the technology on solid states has improved so much mm-hmm. to where like you used to be like well you know they're great but they're gonna be they're gonna shit out on you in three years if you use them pretty well, heavily but... on the switch the internal of the switch is essentially just like because it's 32 gig max on the inside of them right now mm-hmm. but it's basically like a sd card that it uses for its storage but it's like a class uh, 10 SD card, and it's essentially as fast as like a solid state because my fucking wow. Switch like doesn't even have like it has like zero load time for some of the games and stuff like that. Whenever you it like will have the little icon down there, but it's like nowhere near like it is waiting for like an Xbox or a PlayStation title to launch. That's cool, especially whenever you have the cartridges in there. If you put a physical cartridge in there, it's like zero load time because every cartridge has the game's information stored on basically the same thing, just in like a little portable thing. Yeah. So it's like you have like a little mini solid state baby drive that's on this disc on this cartridge that you're shoving inside the thing so it's like incredibly fast that's pretty cool uh what else you got for me um they just announced that they're going to do the batman arkham collection Mm. uh that's going to come out in case you haven't already purchased the uh the arkham collection it looks like xbox one's getting it um no news on ps4 i would assume they will uh but i'm sure yeah. yeah uh $60 $60 price point on three games that have come out quite some time ago. Is, is that four or three? It's three. They're not doing... Origins wasn't released from the same company, so... Yeah, I didn't know if they would bundle the it collection. or not. Yeah, they're just doing... Which is smart of them because Origins was not good. Was it not? I didn't like it as I much as I like the others. I haven't played it. Arkham Knight, as much... The biggest thing about Arkham Knight that bugged me was how much time they were wanting you to spend inside the fucking Tumblr. Like inside the Batmobile. Driving around and stuff. Yeah. Which is fine because it was a really fun mechanic and the traversing from place to place in the city, it made it like even more fluid and dynamic where you didn't have to fly around everywhere all the time. But me, I'm not a big vehicle person. I don't play a ton of like racing games. Whenever I do, it has to have like a certain little like niche Mm -hmm. thing that I have to drive toward. But I don't like even whenever I go to play like a GTA yeah. You know, like, I, I'm I'm more inclined to do all of the stuff that drive... I'll drive from point A to point B, but I'm not going around finding the side quests that are driving missions because I don't like driving games, really. Yeah. I'm not good at them. That's probably part of the Maybe reason why I don't yeah. like them. But it had a lot of stuff that necessitated you being inside the vehicle. But other than that, it was probably the best one of the three. And you told me like, that they were moving... Like, Arkham Knight was going to be in... Was it comic canon? Is that what they were doing with he's, the character? He's going to be canon, yeah. Cool. That's a yeah. It's on one of my news topics. Oh, Detective sorry. Comic uh, issue one thousand that'll be hitting next year. Yeah. For the eightieth anniversary of Batman, something like that. I think yeah. it is. If that's like whenever that it. issue launches, their Arkham Knight will be officially canon. He's going to be like the quote unquote villain 
I think he's he, he ends up being kind of like a, the anti-hero, almost like a Punisher in a way. I see. Um, but he's like a villain, and they're going to uh, finally introduce him as canon into the Batman lore as opposed to just the game. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Well, what else you got for me? Um, Anything else fancy? <clears throat> you know I've got fancy things. Um, Here's they your one chance, fancy. Announced a game called Coffee Crisis for Nintendo Switch. Mm. You heard this? No. Um, it's a couch co-op. Um, I where did that. You essentially, it's at least the trailer is backed by like heavy metal music, and it's <laughs> like these two coffee baristas have to like battle these aliens. Oh, and it's like a side scroll kind of. Uh, Part of me was thinking this was going to turn out to be like an overcooked game. You know what I mean? Like where you're oh, trying okay. to cook the game, the, cook trying the to food make coffee together, and you're doing like the barista, like I want a something, yeah. something espresso, and you have to do all the shit to mix together. Wasn't thinking it was going to take the alien yeah. turn, but that's you have cool. local co-op to fight aliens with friends, uh, encounter random modifiers that could make you an invincible killing machine, or summon a swarm of raging possessed cowgirls. You'll never experience the same cup of cosmic coffee carnage twice. Wow. Uh, heavy metal soundtrack, brainwashed grannies, uh, dangerous amounts of caffeine. Sounds like a pretty cool little couch co-op game for the Switch. I feel like the Switch is like quickly becoming like the home for fucking indie titles like this because yeah. that marketplace, whenever you get, you're, you're, you told me that you're getting a Switch for Christmas yep. basically mm-hmm. that you guys are getting. I bought it. You bought it. Um... Whenever you get inside that eShop and you look at the amount of indie titles that are on there, yeah. even if it's just port overs, but there's just a bunch of new shit on there that's not on any of the other marketplaces for like PlayStation or whatever. Like this is going to be strictly for Switch right now. Mm-hmm. It just is, blows my mind like how many titles they actually have on there now. And uh, I didn't write it down in my news, but I just saw earlier today that um, we've hit the 20 month lifespan for the Nintendo Switch now where we're at um as it stands today which means um they look back on the sales numbers and everything Mm -hmm. because they try to find within like oh you're at this price you're at this point you've done like the first five days of like black friday to cyber monday kind of a thing in this deals week where are you at in your sales um switch ended up outselling everything uh, uh, market wise um, across the board, and now overall of the top amount of sales in uh, consoles, I think they've passed a threshold of like 82 million consoles sold. Um, the only thing that is above the Switch now is I think the PlayStation 2 is right above it. At this, you're looking at the 20 month w- window. Okay, it's at like I 82, and I think that at this point the PlayStation 2 was at like 85, so it's very close to that threshold. Um, the Wii is obviously above it, and so is the DS, the first DS. And I think the number one at this point was the, uh, I want to say it was the uh, Game Boy Advanced. And it had like somewhere of like 116 Dang. million. But still, it's just like the fact that it has risen past the Wii U already, blew past yeah. all that, past the GameCube. We're getting to the points where like the Wii is like one of the top selling consoles from them, not mm-hmm. portable, but consoles of all time. And it's almost to the point where it's going to be surpassing that very soon. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's only, it's in March will be two years released. It's just nuts to me how like, how fast they've gone past that shit. But Especially considering really all that like bad publicity where you were telling me like it was a really shitty console and stuff like that when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, whenever it first came out, people weren't giving it like time of day. It was like, because they were like, oh, this is literally just a Zelda machine. That's all this is. You know, oh, because Breath of the Wild was like this, their yeah, big launch that was, title. That was it. it was, people were like, the only reason to buy this is for Breath of the Wild and 
we can still even get Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. What's the point in buying this console? And then they only had like nine total launch titles, but they had indie titles that mm-hmm. were on there too. I think that at launch there was like probably like 16 or 17 titles. Everybody's still like, oh, it's such a Wii to launch. And I was just like, I remember going back at that point in time whenever it launched, and I was just like, hold on. Let me go back and look at some of these other things that launched because I'm going to say it probably has just as many, if not a few more, than some of these other consoles. Uh. So, like, the Xbox 360, people were saying, uh, or the One, even, for example, whenever it launched, people were like, oh, and only it had, like, 20-something-plus games or 60 games or some shit like that. It had ports of games that came over from the Xbox 360, individual Xbox One games. It only had somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, eight. Dang. Maybe maybe less or something yeah. like that. But nothing that was, like, earth-shattering or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, its biggest thing was, like, oh... Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is now out on the Xbox One. It's just like, that's cool, but you can get it on everything else. <laughs> PS3, Xbox 3, it's, it's out Everybody on everything. It's, it's cross exclusive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not an exclusive. It was just a, this game is out kind of a <clears> thing <throat> now. So, um, But yeah, I mean, the Switch has done amazing. I'm really, really excited for you guys to, to have it. I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, give me some more uh, 11s. Let me give you another 11. Um, Amazon, uh, released for the, uh, was it for Cyber Monday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they were going to have a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 and they were going to have this new DLC and check all this out. Cyber Monday. Brr. Um, and then they did mm-hmm. and it was a new Keyblade. Oh yeah. That they were going to release that is exclusive to pre-ordering on Amazon. I've seen also, if you uh, pre-order on Amazon, uh, bundled into it, they will give you 500 bits um, to spend on Twitch to your favorite streamer. You give them bits, and it's like giving them, like, digital money. Oh, okay. Um, Instead of, like, actually giving, like, a full donation, you can do bits through Amazon to kind of give them, like, a tip in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another incentive for (laughs) pre-ordering Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) I was just like, oh, that's neat, I guess. Yeah. I just, just, the pre-orders for this, like... It's unless they do the keyblades in this game the way that they do them, like what we talked about, like Cross mm-hmm. Union. I don't really care. Yeah, because I mean, if you can't level them up, they're gonna be old news immediately. Yes. it's gonna that's be like, how would always you like get it. Yeah. You get it, and it's like, oh, cool. You, I can use this at level three. I'm stoked for that. And then you go like two worlds deep into that, like an hour and a half in, you're just like, oh, here's a new keyblade that's already got like yeah. plus two more attack power. Why would I not use it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it might look cool and might be a cool thing, and but it it's just kind of like really... a lackluster thing to have. It wasn't even that cool of a blade, in my my opinion. Like, you have a just... picture of what it looks like? I'm, I'm loading it currently. Uh, Let me see if I can type it in. What is it exactly? There what it is, type right in? there. Okay. It's the Dawn Till Dusk blade. It's that green guy right there. Yeah, it's, it's not even like a great color pattern. No, it's just kind of... Greens the... and orange, and it looks like the exact same like default blade. Yeah. Just yeah. green and orange Just instead. Just a different color. Wow. And I don't know, to me, a pre-order like this, when you're going to give a DLC, shouldn't come out this late in the game of pre-orders, right? I mean, right. I mean, I I bought this when it came on pre-order back in June, mm-hmm. July, whenever it was, it was offered for that. So it just seemed like a real dumb thing, and they made like a big to-do about it, which was just silly. You're just a big silly to-do. Amazon. What you got? Uh, I'm going to pop off some uh, Netflix news. Yeah. There might be some more that I'll accidentally skip over or something, but I'm going to try and get, I'll do try my to best scoop to get up the bottom. Um, scoop up the bottom, Justin. <laughs> One of the scoop. first ones I'm going to talk about is uh, 
from the same uh, people, the producers from Castlevania, um, that are doing the Legend of Zelda series that we spoke about. They have now been picked up to do a animated series for Devil May Cry. Yes. Which I am fucking stoked about. They have done an animated DMC. series before for Devil May Cry. It's had an anime series, uh, a short-lived one. I think it was only like six episodes long. Maybe maybe ten total. Um, but it didn't have like any, like it left it kind of hanging because it was it was setting it up to be like there was going to be more episodes. But it was very, it wasn't received very well. They added in like this weird little girl character that Dante was like taking care of. And it was like nobody really cared about her and she was very annoying. Um, this one's supposed to be very, from what I can tell, it looks like it's just going to be loosely based on the actual first Devil May Cry, because it's not younger looking Dante like we would have from Devil May Cry 3 um, in some of the promotional art that they have showed off for it. Um, is Alucard in this one? Alucard is a, a Castlevania character. Dang it! No. no. I get them mixed up. Yeah. They're uh, all vampires. No. Every uh, single one of them. They're not. Oh, <laughs> Alucard is half vampire, half human. Yeah. Um, you know, Dracula's a vampire. Yeah. And then uh, the other characters in that show are not vampires. Not and on, then in Don, Devil May Cry... They're also vampires. No, Dante is a demon. <laughs> a half demon, Are they both called human. Dante? No. Dante and Bull? Dante and Virgil. Oh, Virgil. You just said Alucard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like both called Dante and both... No. I'm just testing you. <laughs> it's a good test. Yes. Um, the other... Uh, <laughs> The other Netflix news that just got announced yesterday is that they're doing a live-action series for Cowboy Bebop. I am that so a fucking stoked for this, dude. I, I noted this for you because I knew that you yes, liked the Bebop. Yes, I love Bebop so much. This was a very, very uh, surprise. They were trying to make... They actually tried to make a live-action movie of it, like... I want to say it was like 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. And the main character was actually tapped to be Keanu Reeves. And... Uh, hmm. That he talked about it quite often, and then back in like uh back in that like 2013 about it, and uh, whenever it ended up getting like kind of let go, he was just like, "Sorry guys, it looks like it's not gonna happen." I was really excited. He was he, pushing for yeah, it. Yeah, he was watching. He watched all the anime. He loved the character of Spike, and he was really uh, anticipating like playing this role. Um, my hope is, I was just like, if he's still anticipating and he loves it enough, it'd be cool as shit to have him on a Netflix show doing this. Yeah. Um, it is supposed to be a series, so I don't know how many episodes or anything exactly. Um, they're hoping that they will start getting it filmed uh, next year, with which is fast ne as Netflix does shit. It wouldn't be surprised if we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna start filming in like February, yeah. and we'll have it out for you in like September. They move quick because they really do move quick. But I'm not. I'm. I'm the same thing with the Zelda and the uh, the Devil May Cry. I'm I'm not anticipating it coming out like super super fast. Obviously, I know that this stuff's going to take time and getting all the stuff down into, but really, uh, really some exciting stuff that's coming out for them. And then um, the last bit was uh, the Daredevil season four script got uh, uh -huh. pitched over to Netflix. So um, my thing was it was I just was curious what you felt because I know we kind of talked about it a little bit at one point in time on a previous episode. But how do you feel that this would end up panning out? for Netflix and Disney Plus at this point. Yeah, I'm surprised that they were taking it this far, which the that tells me that there's probably something in that contract that's making them keep going there cuz otherwise you know that how hard Disney's working to kind of collect up all their goodies so that they've dispersed everywhere else. So so it makes me wonder though like I know we'll probably because this is whole like it's like the CW universe versus your universe that you have for you know the, the, the DCU yeah. or anything like mm -hmm. you're not gonna see 
the Titans characters and probably never Arrow like that. You like you will get them. You won't probably ever end up getting them in a movie. A movie yeah. maybe because this is so like. I mean, we're getting Flash in the movie, but it's not. It's not the same. It's a different guy. Yeah, different guy. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I just curious, like, you know, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever really end up seeing Daredevil in a Marvel or an MCU movie. He doesn't. No. He doesn't seem like the kind of hero that would like fit the cuff for that genre of movie. At least not that Daredevil, which is leads it to a little bit of a confusing thing because Marvel does play their TV in the same world as their movie, right? In the in that they talk about it, I guess. It's yeah. not that they really cross over, and maybe they never intend on them to cross over, but they do talk about them in a way that like. You could totally have Daredevil show up and make a cameo in a movie. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they did it I, ever, I would say it just being a cameo. I would never yeah. see him, like, say them, like... He's like, part of the Avengers Yeah, well, now. Like, like, if you see it, like, in Avengers 4 or something like that, and, like, all the shit's going on, New York City's starting to get more and more destroyed as time yeah. goes on because the half-snap happened or whatever, and then you see, like, fucking, like, one of the heroes walking through Hell's Kitchen, and then, like... Daredevil's walking down and like his other two people or other people that he loves and knows are like all of a sudden disappeared and he just doesn't know what to do kind of a thing and maybe they have like a little talk and then that's it they don't even fight side by side for anything yeah. like you just see him and that's about the extent yeah. of it but I, I agree it, it, it'd be very small but like I said it's surprising to me that they're continuing this conversation at all um, but there must be some yeah. reason to tie it under there oh, and like, I, and they I, probably won't end up taking stuff they'll probably say like look you're already going to maybe do your own thing with Iron Fist and Luke Cage in like this new series or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Just do just do that and do your Daredevil and your Punisher. They've got their five you guys, characters. Yeah, you guys, you guys yeah. got your, your five characters that you can focus on. We'll keep everything else. You go ahead and keep running with what you got, but we're going to take the movies and all the other shit off there. Mm -hmm. But that'll be your Marvel that you get. Yeah. You know, I, I could see them, I guess, maybe doing that. But I just didn't know how it was going because they seems like they're like so adamant about grabbing and yeah. everything and taking it back yes i was absolutely. surprised that whenever it hit like december 25th that we're going to be getting that the gift of they the to, of infinity think, yeah. war on there and i was just like that really is surprising to me that we're even getting that in yeah. the first place which just has to be almost a netflix fuck you to disney yeah i mean because I'm sure it is they have it in their contract we get every movie Within so many, like, we get it after however many months, mm -hmm. and we have this date range of releases. I th I want to say it's even up to, like, 2019, 2020 even, like, that they've got those releases to. I don't think it's supposed to get, like, pulled immediately as soon as that app starts. I would be, I, I'm going to say it's probably, Unless it definitely by the time it hits, like, January of 2020, you're going to probably see more of those, like, definitely falling off for yeah. sure. Unless they figure out a way to buy out the contract, I guess, which yeah. isn't, that's not to say that you couldn't do that. You're going to have a lot of Netflix uh, subscribers that are pissed off if they go into a buyout, though, so I don't know if they'll do that, because Netflix needs all the subscribers. Subscribers. Subscribers they can get. They have so much original content, apart from just the Marvel it's and all that stuff that's coming out there, and, and other series that's that keeps them float afloat, Yeah, that... I don't think they're going to go anywhere, you know what I mean? No. I mean, they've got, like, I mean, we've got Stranger Things, we've got uh, all of the original movies and everything like that. They Like, The Office is, like, their, like, fucking bread and butter. That oh, really? People streaming The Office, like, over and over and over again, and now, like, Friends being on there and streaming it over and over and over again, that's just, like, all of the fucking revenue that they get 
and like the baseline from their customers is just people like doing this repeat watch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like a well, yeah. and uh, the oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Oh, and I think if it's not out already, Netflix is moving to different products, which is nice to see them not like just resting on what they have. I think they're going to a like a mobile device only subscription plan that you can get for like eight bucks maybe or seven bucks for a Netflix? month. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to like a um a, just a mobile only plan that you can get that wouldn't Yeah, which is neat, but I would probably just end up sticking where I'm at. I'm not I'm gonna want to take no, it with me. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But like there are a lot that of people nice that, to know that they that have something like that. Only watch T V on their fucking yeah. phone. It's weird. It's bizarre. I don't get it, but I'm also not the generation that I'm trying to I will hit. S- I will say that there are points in times where, like, if I'm in bed and it's nighttime and I'm just being lazy and eat, if something else is on the TV and I'm not interested in it or whatever, I will, like, roll over, put in earbuds, and then turn something else on on, like, Netflix or YouTube or whatever and watch my own thing, even though I could probably technically roll over and turn it on on the TV and watch it there. Yeah. But it's just something about, like, I'm just going to get cozy, watch it on this, put in my earbuds, and as soon as I'm done, I'll just turn off the phone and go sleep. That's something else that you watch on your phone when you roll over to the side. And Is it? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's, it's X-rated. Is it? And you just kind of like X-Men? cocoon over and you're like... I, do the, I, I couldn't hear that. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, masturbation. No X-rated from me. You go ahead. All right. Um, they are, we knew they were doing a Resident Evil reboot. Yeah. I did, at least. I don't know if you did. But, uh, but they are, it looks like they're going to inspire the reboot off of starting with Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. For the film series. Well, yes, for the film series. Yeah. Sorry. That, that, are they rebooting the, the V game series too? Well, I mean, they've done remasters of Resident Evil 1. Yeah. And then, uh, next year in, I think it's February or they March. Two coming we're out. getting Resident Evil 2 With remastered. a little bit of story rebuild and everything. Uh, not a something. ton though, but oh, okay. I mean, it's mostly still like it takes place in Raccoon City at the police department again. Um, you're still following Leon Kennedy's character uh, throughout the whole, like, the initial outbreak of the virus and everything and how it starts affecting the city, not yeah. just, like, the outskirts of the city. Um, so, I mean, it, the baseline of the story is still there. I don't know if it's going to change too much. It's tweaking a little bit yeah, here. Resident there. Evil 7, this is a smart move on their part because this game was fucking cool as shit. And that's what I wanted to talk because I knew you had played it, so I wanted yeah. to kind of, like... What does what do we have to look forward to if they have a if they're so, inspiring a movie off of Resident Evil Seven? I might have said it before on the podcast. I'm not sure if I have or not. But when they made Resident Evil, um, they almost try to keep them in a trilogy sense of how the game's design is. I remember and that. how that. Yeah. So you have Resident Evil One, Two, and Three that have like the generic tank controls. Mm-hmm. You know where you have to control. It's still third person, but it has the cinematic camera that's kind of following you around. Mm-hmm. That was their their way of simulating a certain amount of horror by using a cinematic camera and you had to use the tank controls to kind of press down and make your character go forward. Mm -hmm. And then with the way that camera was angled, you would not have any idea and you couldn't peek around the corner to see what's coming at Mm -hmm. you um, from, you know, what might be popping out at you. So it was a complete surprise. And that was their way to kind of inspire some form of horror and suspense without having to give so much shit away. Sure. Um, then Resident Evil 4 came out, and that was the one where the controls are similar like Gears of War. It's third person, but it's over the shoulder. You can't control your camera angle, on, camera angle but those were more basis of uh, survival horror. I mean, not that the first one wasn't, but like... Um, 
the elements and everything that you have mm-hmm. around you. There still is like jump scares and stuff that pops out at you, but you can still see around the corners. You're and running out of bullets a lot yes, faster. Yes, you are you running out of bullets a lot yeah, more. You do have to scavenge a yeah. lot more. So I mean, it, that that made those games very fun. The story of those is uh, uh, changed up a little bit because it was a different virus at that point in time. So the plan that they're doing with Resident Evil Seven, Eight, and Nine is they're all going to be about the similar same you know format with that too you very very horror driven almost psychological in a certain aspect but you still are fighting weird creatures and everything like that but the story driven is in the first or the story narrative is in the first person at this point so you're not doing any third person you don't see your character at all ever so everything is in the first person perspective so you have like first person shooter aspect almost to it but Mm -hmm. still survival horror um but yes the the story is very very steeped in horror more so than what four five and six have ever been those were more about like i said survival horror but you had a lot more zombies coming at you it wasn't as scary this one they're trying to like we're really going to take it back to the horror it's almost like crazy people ish kind of vibe to that's it. how it like starts infected yeah in a and way that there's makes them nutty the, the story ends up unfolding and you see how those people ended up getting affected because they used to be normal people um and they're just kind of helpless to what happened to them and the story unfolds really nicely. I, I really enjoy what they did with this one here. The final boss is absolutely fucking nuts. Um, I don't. I'm not going to give it away. It's 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 like scope and scale of everything that you fight in the game is still within like human versus human almost. Grounded, you know, grounded bit, with yeah. you fighting something that might be slightly larger than life. Maybe like something that your character will say is like six foot tall. And then all of a sudden you've got this person that you're fighting that's like a monster that's like 10, 12 feet tall. But then like the final boss all of a sudden it just changes and snaps on a dime and you're fighting this thing that's like 100 feet in the air. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, they end up merging in some of the characters from the other ones too, but um, hmm. uh, at the very end of the story and everything, I, I think it's a smart choice on so there. this is Mila Jovich. It's almost, it's, uh, no, I doubt we'll see her again. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say like, we'll see like, this is... Really cool because it's almost going to be like taking the lore and everything that revolves around Resident Evil, but kind of mixing it with that, like you said, like crazy family, like almost like mixing that with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, with like monster monsters in it too, cool. not just like Leatherface, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll have like crazy chainsaw dude in there somewhere, but you're gonna have like fucking weird genetically mutated things chasing after them, so it's gonna have that weird like Louisiana backwoods swamp area that you're in. And it's super scary, super horrified, but then you're going to have these monsters that you'll end up fighting that are kind of larger than life, and it makes it really cool. Cool. So well, I, could, that, I could see that being really good. That sounds like it'll be it'll be a pretty cool movie reboot then. Um, Bill Maher. You want to talk about that? The science guy? Bill Maher. The science the guy? The news guy. <laughs> Not Bill Nye. <laughs> I watched some Bill Nye, his show on Netflix. Yeah? Do you know that... Uh, the, what's it? Bill Nye's Something saves the, the world, world? Saves the World, yeah. I think, and it's, uh, maybe, is it Chance the Rapper? Yeah, he's was, on there with him. He's on was on there, and he wrote the, like, theme song and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. So, Bill Maher was in the news <laughs> for, uh, he disrespected Stan Lee. Yeah. Did I you see that. all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, he slammed for, got slammed for disrespecting Stan Lee, and he, he was questioning, like, the importance of comics in, in, in the first place, saying, like, it basically, like, this is rotten your kids' minds, and it's, it's, it's not... 
good storytelling at all. There are thousands and thousands of other books that your kids could be reading that mm-hmm. are just going to help, you know, whatever, like boost their mind and help them with their cognitive thinking and everything more so than what these books ever will. What did Stan Lee ever bring? He's just a schmuck. Why yeah. are we celebrating him so much for passing away? Yeah. And just fucking got slammed by the entire internet, by Kevin Smith, by fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. And he deserves it. Yeah. I just, what to you? He hadn't been in the news in a while. Sure. He needed clicks. No, I just, I mean, like, do you feel like he's right with this? Do you feel like no. comics bring nothing to kids? No, um, not at all. I mean, do I think that comics are bring anything to the majority of people that read comics are not kids anymore, right? Um, but that doesn't mean anything. I, I still think they're they more than ever. I think they're received as a form of literature and. There, there are classes on the classics of comics. Like, there's, there's a lot of, of history in that, and there's a lot to be appreciated with that. Is there a lot of shit in there? Yeah, of course there is. There's a lot of shit in regular in books too. So it's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't have, you can't release The Watchmen and it win a fucking Pulitzer Prize that yeah. year for like the best written medium that released that year. You know what I mean? Versus all the other books that came out that year. Yeah. I think there was like a. One of Thomas Harris's books came out that year for like Hannibal or something like that too, and they still picked the fucking Watchmen to be like the book that they chose. Like, oh yeah, this is the best literature you can read this year. <laughs> fucking check it out. And you're right. I mean, but I, they still have they have books, comic books that are more so like the genre for comics is so open now. Yeah, absolutely. They have they have stuff that's specifically for kids. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of cool stuff that is mixed in. There's a lot of prose that's mixed in with um, some pretty like. Uh, some pretty pretty uh, <laughs> drawings and paintings and things like that that are considered comic books. I mean, there's there's a lot of real cool stuff that that's out there um, that pushes the boundaries of what a comic book is or you know what what is that constitutes. And um, so it's yeah, there's there's no reason for that except for he was feeling a little lonely and yeah, he didn't really appreciate that everybody else I, was getting. I, I feel like this argument was almost flipped in reverse for so many years. Like there were so many people that were saying like yeah. comic books is specifically for kids. It's a kid thing. Why would adults ever read it? Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like it was like one of those things that to the point where. I never got questioned about it in high school or anything like that. I read comic books. I thought comic books were awesome. But I know that younger, like in years of like the early 90s and the 80s and stuff like that, that was a thing that people struggle with. You know, like, you're a fucking nerd because you're reading comic books. Those are for kids and stuff like that. And it's just like this, like around that time was whenever you had like Dark Knight and Mm -hmm. all that shit come out that was this gritty art de noir that was just coming out and stuff, and it's just kind of like, how is this for kids? Read this. This is awesome as shit. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, no, is this a, that was like an argument that's almost reversed. I just don't see... I don't see how this medium is bad for anybody. Yeah. It's, it's well, and I so mean, open. I think the, the comments kind of spoke to that, is that, I mean, the there's one out of however many people thought that, and I'm not even convinced that he even thought that, uh, people need to be, they don't like it when the attention's not on them or when the attention's on somebody else that maybe they didn't like as much or maybe they didn't have a special uh, a special time with Stan that other people didn't, so he was jealous. Uh, it's it's interesting. I had a special time with Stan. <laughs> I bet you do. 
Not like in a sexy time way. I mean, whichever way he wants it. <laughs> or wanted it. Rest in peace. That's true. <laughs> hey, uh, not that they're anything the same, but they're both kind of old and crusty. Um, what? <laughs> is uh, Hugh Hefner still alive? Is he? I don't know. That was a question. That was a Did statement. He die? I don't know. <laughs> no, I. yeah, he died. I'm pretty sure he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Can we fact check that? I'll fact check that while you read me some more news. I will read you some more news. Impress me. I'm going to go like, oh, that's interesting while you're doing it while I'm paying attention to something else. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh. That's nice. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, They're moving forward with a sequel already to this thing. Good. Um, It looks great. Oh, yeah. He died last year. I thought he did. September 27th, 2018. Our old and crusties are going away. I know. Um... My 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 old and crusty is still alive, and probably now I'm gonna kill him by saying that. I don't know what that means. I'm not. Well, uh, Mel Brooks. Oh. He's my favorite. He's like ninety something now too, like yeah. ninety three or ninety four. Dick Van Dyke's old. He is old too. Don't we need to stop talking about that? <laughs> this is gonna end up being like the fucking rule of three. Let's talk about gonna, old men. We're gonna end up killing <laughs> off more people, and we, we like we'll pick one more person and Donald then Trump. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's not nice. It's not nice, but I still. Have said that. But still, if, um, if we had to pick three old people to go, and two I, of them are already gone, two of them are like if if and Mel Brooks has lived a great life, and yeah. so has uh, who was the other person we said? Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, they both lived great long lives. Let's if if they if it's time for them to go and they take Don with them, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, so Spider Man into the Spider Verse is getting a movie sequel. Um, that's going to supposedly focus on Miles Morales, which I thought that this movie was focusing on Miles Morales. It is. I guess maybe it's, it's, it's about, is it not about him and Peter, Peter training him to be Spider-Man? So maybe there's going to be less Peter, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you like what you did. Um, and more just Miles in the, in the sequel. So they're already moving forward with that. They've also announced a potential for an all-female Spider-Man spinoff. Um, from the Spider Verse movie, mm-hmm. uh, to see you know pen- potential like Spider Woman of Silk, uh, what's uh, I would Gwen, assume that I would probably get, get I would assume Spider Gwen would probably head that up. Maybe she'll be she's like so that. like popular right now, and she is, she would be the person they would I guess probably spin off of from yeah the actual Into the Spider Verse movie. That movie looks cool. It does. I'm really it's, excited for it. It looks, it's looking really cool. good. They've got a great voice. Cast. Spider Pig. Yeah. They're just having fun with it, it seems like. They are. I'm really excited to see all the stuff that we end up getting out When you of start having fun with shit, it just seems to turn out way better. Yeah. Quoted. Shad Schubert, 2018. <laughs> when you start having fun with shit. Have fun with your shit, man. Mm, I love shit. Mold it. What else you got? I'm going to talk about PlayStation. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's talk about PlayStation. Let's talk about all of the stations. So the first time in the history of them being at the E3 conference... Uh, they're not going to be here next year. Um, so I think it's 24 years that they've been there. I like the way you word of that. You're like, for the history of them being at E3, You're they're in, not going to be at E3. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry if I'm... No, I liked it. it. It was good. Um, so they're not going to be at E3. It's so They've been there for like almost 24 years, I think, now in a row. And uh, speculation's starting to come out why they're doing it. If they think people are going to... People think they might be um, essentially creating their own event, something it's that... It's console I'm, suicide! I heard that. Uh, part of me thinks it's like, well, I mean, it's like we're going to have Microsoft, EA, Ubisoft, um, Bethesda probably will have their thing, which they're going to come up in the news. They're in a big fucking shit show right now. Uh, uh, 
and, and probably another Nintendo has their stuff that's there, but it's not directly tied into a conference. They do they do a Nintendo Direct that lasts a little longer. It's like forty five minutes to an hour, and then for at it's the a end, bonus pod at the end, yes, at the end of the the Nintendo Direct, they have what they call the Nintendo Treehouse, where they will showcase the games being played. Um, the Nintendo Treehouse is actually out there on the show floor for people to go up and play at as well. Um, to get all of these demos of the games and stuff that they have announced in the the direct, so that way you can kind of get a little taste of everything that's going on. Um, they still plan on doing that, um, but people are curious, like if they're going to do this, and the events usually start around Thursday that week that that happens, and then it goes throughout the weekend. Um, people have also been kind of speculating if they do their own event, they might try and make it like on a Wednesday. Like, do it before everything else. Uh, Be like, we're not part of E3 anymore, but we're still going to do our press conference. Kind of still the news. Do like a PlayStation-exclusive uh, event. Uh, they, they've done those before in the past, and they call them PSX, like PlayStation Expo. And they'll do their own PS Expo, and they'll just do it like a one-day event to announce a bunch of new shit. Um, but the speculation that's kind of surrounding that is kind of tied into what we were talking about before with the new consoles, um, and which is also another news topic I'll touch on here in a sec. Um one of their development kits, because the PlayStation 5 development kits have been sent out to people, um, what the specs are going to be, we don't know, but developers have them in their hands. They're starting to create their games with this, with their new their new product, I their see. new engine and stuff like that that they're making everything in. Um, so we already have games for sure being made on the next-gen console, whether it's stuff that's been announced already or not, because there are certain games that have been announced that we've seen from PlayStation that have not had a release date yet that they've just been kind of touching on. So it's kind of like, are they just going to wait and hold it off? Mm -hmm. And this is going to be like an exclusive launch titles that are going to be for the PS5, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're waiting on, or what. Um, But there was uh, some leaked images that you can find. I I don't have any here right now on the tablet to show you, but there were some leaked images of what they quote-unquote develop it can't look like. Kind of looks just like a weird boxed, rounder version of the PlayStation 4 in a way. Still the similar color format, but it almost looks like two round boxes on top of one another. I see. Um, so whether it changes or not, that's neither here nor there, but um, part of me thinks that they were kind of pulling out from this because they're trying to focus more on development, because if they're going to try and get out in the 2020 launch cycle, like I had said mm-hmm. before, that would make total sense. Um, they probably have some other games that they want to announce, but another thing that actually has surfaced um, earlier today that I saw was uh, Sony is trying to potentially maybe make a uh, portable console to compete with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Something completely different than the PS5. Um, I guess it'd be kind of like a hybrid between like a Vita and a PlayStation 4 or something of that effect. Something with a screen. Um, there was a new car- cartridge that had been patented. Um, it looks similar to like a cross between the old PlayStation gray memory cards and the Switch con- uh, con- uh, cartridges. So it's like a smaller version of what looks like a PlayStation memory card in cool. a way. Um, so those patents have been out, people seen that and everything, and there was also patents of uh, some of the screens with like some of the PlayStation controller things on the side, so it almost looks like a ripoff of the Switch. Um, I don't know how that's going to end up going out for them, though, because it's like... <laughs> they haven't had a they've great tried, luck no, with PSP and no, PSP. Yeah. yeah, the Vita was like popular in Japan, that's fucking it. Here in America, it sold like dog shit, mm-hmm. and they've now stopped production of it completely. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it might be popular enough that if they if they have the hardware that in, inside of this thing and it's able to run shit like PlayStation 4 games just on these cartridges mm-hmm. or something like that, I could see it being Perhaps. a little bit more pop- popular or something. That way you're not like dumbing down the graphics or anything like that. I feel like, and I'm, I might be wrong because I, though I do currently actually own a Switch, I don't have, I'm not playing it. Right. I feel like the the thing about the Switch is the ability to have a handheld that is also a right. console. And that that's a big kind of exciting new fact to it that yeah. takes you to go, well, why would I ever buy a handheld if I could buy a handheld that can also hook up to my it's, TV? That's, that's what I'm saying. And this is all just patents that yeah. have been out there. Sure. This isn't necessarily nothing. I mean, they might... They might end up coming down the pipe where they're like, this is basically like a PlayStation 4 that you can take with you, just like a Switch, but it's got the PS4 power behind it and everything, yeah. which, you know, still today, even if they release a PS5, it's still good enough to keep and play with. Yeah. Um, could they do a plug-and-play with that, you think, where they could keep your PS4 controller, It'll was, is that Bluetooth that that syncs up with? Yeah. yeah. You know, this will sync up with Bluetooth controllers, or you can use the, the thing on the sides of it, and you can dock it with and not have a fancy dock like the switch does not that it's super fancy but just like some cables that you can buy that hooks up to like the hdmi port or something like that like how difficult would that be and then you do have that versatility yeah i'm not that's what i'm saying i'm not really sure but i I, it makes me excited i'm 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 hopeful for them because like you said before like the psp Mm -hmm. the vita any kind of some somewhat just portable console or just handheld that they've had before in the past in the western front anyway is just kind of faltered completely um like i said the vita was very popular in japan for whenever i mean i i don't know if they still make games for it there or what exactly i know everything production wise on our end here in america is stopped Stopped, yeah Um, we don't get any new games anymore from them there was a point in time where it had stopped already and i was still working for gamestop at that point in time we still got some of like the like weird japanese rpgs and like uh what i like to call booby physics games uh, uh, that yes. would come. That would come in to appease to the uh, the anime the connoisseurs. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It makes me hopeful for them. I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to end up having come out. It all uh, comes down up the with the titles too, to me, because it's like what Nintendo's always done great is they have great portable titles. Yes. Whereas, like, if I'm going to play God of War, I want to play God of War on a 40 to 65-inch TV screen. That's the thing, though. That's what... Crank it. Like, I want to see the quality. I want to see the hair on his beard <laughs> as big as I can. One of the other things that I was thinking about, I was just like, if it does have the same PS4 quality power... Well, they could probably just end up basically getting more money that way and just being like, we're just going to fucking release a bunch of this shit and put it out That's on true. this handheld. People will buy God of War 4 or, you know, the new God yeah. of War or something and buy it in a portable mode so they can just take it with them, won't they? But, I mean, yeah, I'm exactly where you're at. If I could have the ability, like, with this Switch, I, and we'll talk about it next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm playing Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Having it in handheld mode is really awesome. It's like the old classic Pokemon experience that you love and enjoy because it's essentially like Pokemon Yellow. Mm-hmm. But whenever I can dock that thing and play with the PlayStation or the the Pokemon Ball, mm-hmm. uh, the Pokeball Plus or whatever it's called, 
it's a fucking cool as shit experience <laughs> uh, having a Pokemon game that is this pretty in like a full giant screen yeah. format and knowing that I can do something like it's in it's innovative that's that's something that PlayStation I don't think that they could do anything like that yeah. with and they're, they're, I'm trying to think of other titles that are like this that you can do that with like Mario holds up the same way I love having the idea of having Mario with me on the go or like oh I really want to keep playing but I really have to fucking take a shit so I'm going to take the console with me, play the level I'm on, and then as soon as I'm done, wash my hands, drop that thing back in, back on the fucking 60-inch 4K, mm-hmm. and playing it in the big screen like it, you know, like, like it should be played. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's just so cool, and they have so many titles that are versatile like that. I don't know that I would necessarily be willing or want to buy God of War if it's just in a handheld mode, specifically. Yeah. I would want the, I'd, I would rather play it in the big screen. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me more things. Um, well, Hulu. That's you've heard of this? I've heard of Hulu. You've heard of Hulu? I've heard of Hulu once or twice. Uh, they're an up and coming. Are they now? <laughs> uh, they are ordering a pilot for a uh, TV show called Sweet Tooth. Okay. Are you is it about a Sweet Tooth like Sweet Tooth from uh, Twisted Metal? No. Have you heard of Sweet I, Tooth I, as the comic book? No. Okay. So, uh, Sweet Tooth is a comic book by uh, Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire. Is I call it, him Jeff Lemire. Is it loosely based on the uh, Twisted Metal universe? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, so, Sweet Tooth is about this um, deer boy. What? He Think of, like, Sugar, We're Going Down. like Deer boy. <laughs> this, this deer boy. That's what I heard. Uh like the 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 boy on uh, sugar we're going down music video like a boy that has antlers yes gotcha um he's got a sweet tooth so he eats chocolate bars uh, hence the name sweet tooth um <laughs> and he gets adopted by this old man that lives in the woods okay and so uh, far it sounds like a riveting show and the adventure con- continues is there, i mean is there more than this is it just like a wholesome show about a, a man child with antlers i've only read like the first volume of sweet tooth is it like et um, but it was uh is good it looks good i'm curious how it's going to come into like a uh tv version because part of what makes sweet tooth sweet tooth is jeff lemire's art so is it going to be animated uh, I, de- I what i don't know i can't <laughs> tell you that i just know that a pilot uh, it sounds ordered. like it makes more sense if it's supposed to be fantasy here let me let me read you the uh the synopsis oh please do the pilot is being billed as a coming of age tale following gus a deer boy hybrid who ventures out of his house to find the world being consumed by a cataclysmic event okay so Spell it does cataclysmic have, so it does have it does have a, more, a, a yeah. bigger premise. Okay. After teaming up with a ragtag group of hybrids in search of answers, they uncover a vast conspiracy that forces the group to suffer an existential crisis. Hmm. There are a lot of $5 words in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. They're flossing th- up this comic that was a, a few minutes ago. It was about a, a deer boy who <laughs> likes sugar and lives with a man in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now it has turned into a post-apocalyptic tale about multi-hybrids fighting for their lives. But he also likes chocolate, so that's neat. Yeah, that's the only part I got from it. I was like, he likes chocolate bars. Uh, it's a really good. Uh, it was a good story. What I had read of it, um, like I said, looked really good. Hopefully, they can try to translate that into what I believe is a live-action 
mm-hmm. uh, TV series. I see a thing that's coming up in your stories yes. that I also have on my story. Let's talk about so it together. So we should talk about that together. Yeah, let's talk about that let's story. Let's talk about the Switch stuff together. Okay. Some more Nintendo news. Some Nintendo. Go hit, hit me with it. So uh, they Hold have on, teased, let me get my chub ready. They have teased, I'm gonna little, tease. Little tongue flick tease. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Legend of Zelda yeah. Yeah. Skyward uh, Sword. Uh, I lost it. Uh, uh, for the Nintendo Switch. So is this, uh, what I don't know, is this a game that already exists or is this a new game? Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is a game that released on the Nintendo Wii. The Wii? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay. It was uh, the 25th anniversary. I think it was in would have been 2011, okay. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It was whenever this game came out. Um, it fully, it, w- it was really high functioning on the, uh, you needed to use the Wii Motion Plus, because that was a new thing that just came out then. Oh, that little thing clicked in the back of the nunchuck. Yeah, but then they eventually, the... well, this, this, this one uh, had a controller that was bundled in with it, because it was built into it. Yes. This is the first game that utilized that. I see. They even sold that controller specifically with it. It's the gold one that I have that's over there. Did that just have better motion sensor? I can't remember. I had it, it was but based, I don't... It was, So the whole point of the game... Um, it's just your classic Zelda tale, but at the same time, it was uh, you control the sword wholeheartedly at that point. Ah. So not where you like, whereas in uh, Twilight Princess, you were able to on the Wii use the side to side motion stabbing and stuff like that to do specific things. This one actually has you like you have full motion like wrist wise, like you control every aspect of how the sword. Because you had that plus, who yeah. had like an enhanced motion. Yeah. So basically, like an additional gyroscope that was built into that device to like fully detect all of the movement of what was going on in your hand. So it was like you were controlling Link's sword full on at that point. Um, Which was very innovative, but at the same time, this game was very... The thing... I I really liked the story about it, but some of the bosses, there was like too many repeats of the same exact boss. There was one boss that you fight in particular like four different times, the exact same boss, over the course of the entire game. Sounds like Xehanort. Uh, Yeah, but it's like... But Xehanort, though, it's like he, you, changed. He, he changed and stuff. Like, this oh, boss was exactly the exactly. same. It, has, okay. it had, like, one thing that would change, and it was like, oh, it grew wings this time, and it can fly a little <laughs> bit higher in there. But other than that, exact same thing that you had to do to fight it every time. It changed then. Um, it changed. But it was very hand-holdy, though, too, like, this, as far as, like, Zeldas were concerned. Um, and people just really didn't like that about it. Uh, Skyward Sword is the game that starts the entire Zelda um, storyline. Like this is the very beginning. This uh, this is like how everything begins. Like this is um, the uh, the lands up in the sky um, that would eventually be you know sky uh, would be eventually Hyrule Mm -hmm. as it stood. um, It talks about uh, is Link in this game? Yes. Oh okay. Link and Zelda. Like the first iterations of Link and Zelda are in this game. Like this is be like the very first Link, the very first Zelda, not descendants of them eventually down the road. There's multiples. Yeah, it's it's not the same one through all the games. It's these are like descendants of the Link and really? Zelda. So yeah, huh. so this is like the first Link and Zelda. It talks about uh, the goddesses um, that formed the Triforce in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the formation of the Master Sword for the first time. Um, you get to meet the spirit that lives within inside the Master Sword. She becomes like your guide. Her name is Fi or Fi, however you want to say it. It's just Fi. People mm-hmm. I've heard it said both ways. But she actually resides inside the Master Sword, like, still to this day from, like, the thousands of years that have gone on to it. Um, but you're there for, like, the whole premise of this is actually, like, the creation of the Master Sword, too. So when you first get the sword, it's just called the Goddess Sword. 
Um, and as you go through the game, you get these different pieces that basically piece together the hilt, give it its powers and everything like that, and it eventually becomes the Master Sword as you go through. But conceptually, the story is really cool, but like I said, it's really heavy-handed on the hand-holding. It wanted to be like, everything that you're going to do is you're going to use this motion plus. You're going to fucking use and love this motion plus. And I was just like, it's kind of cool, but I could do with a lot, a lot, so, some of the motion plus stuff. So ripping out the, that part, the game mechanics are going to, you think, improve this game 100%. If they do it, yes. I'm, it, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical if they're going to like want me to take out my nunchucks and then be like, uh, or the Joy-Cons on this yeah. and be like, you're going to play Skyward Sword the way it was played before, but you're just using yeah. these. Um, I'm probably not going to be a big fan of it if they do it that way, but if they did rip some of that out and make it, I mean, it's still probably going to be handholdy, but if they rip some of that out and let them just be controlling with yeah. like a, just the just joy, regular RPG, regular RPG yeah. style the way it is, it's going to be a better game. Cool. I think so anyways, but they wanted you to use it so much. Like even whenever you do like bombs and stuff, they invented this thing called bomb bowling. Um, so you would actually use like the controller, oh, do like a little bowling mechanic with the bombs. <laughs> so that way you can roll it into a hole to explode to do it. It was cool. It's clever. But at the yeah. same time, it's just like, we don't, we don't have to have that. Yeah. You can just it have me throw the, the story. Yeah. You can just have me fucking chuck the bomb like a normal person. Like I was in every other game. Yeah. Let me hit a, and let's move on with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Not have to try and figure out if I can. Okay. Well, I fucked up the first 10 times. Here we go. Got to get ball. precise with it because you know, the Wii motion plus you have to be precise with it for it to work. Um, no, it's a good game though. So I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes with cool. this. I would assume we're probably going to get some spicier graphics. The world needs more Zelda titles. It does, and um, I don't know if this is the one they were specifically mentioning. They said that there was going to be um, a new Zelda that is being worked on, and it will come out sooner rather than later, like sooner than we think, because usually, in between the iteration of Zelda titles, you'll have like a five year span or so that will be in between the major releases. So if we get one in the next like year or two of that's not that's pretty just good, Skyward yeah. Sword, that'd be pretty good for sure. Nice. What nice. other uh, Switches news do you got? Switch news? Yeah. You uh, said you had some Switch things you want to talk about. Oh, no, I just meant just the this. Switch. That, that was the only thing. I, I have another Switch, Switch thing news. while we're talking yeah, about it. Um, the, uh, there's been... A, I don't know why I stuttered on that. Um, there's been a new... Um, mm-hmm third-party controller released that kind of fits into what you were talking about with these Joy-Cons. Okay. It is a wider, taller oh, uh, controller for I the Joy-Cons. Um, Nico's so making it, which is a pretty reliable, seems like, third-party controller. Yeah. They do a lot, at least. They do a lot, yes. And they don't. They aren't the worst so thing th in the world. Does that actually click into the sides as well, too? I don't think so. The way that they're shaped, it does not look like they click into the sides. Because okay. they got like that dip in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how they would actually... It looks like they are strictly just for... So whenever you turn on the Switch and you go to like controller pairing, mm -hmm. it has like a bunch of slots where you can play technically almost up to eight controllers onto one Switch if you wanted to for co-op experiences. But they have a different varying amount of uh, controller setups that you can do on one Joy-Con. You can do two Joy-Cons off of there and you know just playing with them independently playing a game I that see. way you could mm -hmm. do it docked you know you could do your pro controller obviously the pokeball plus is one of them on there just all kinds of different peripheral that they've had on there so it makes sense that they could just be something that you could just connect to it through the bluetooth and they're just there if you want to turn them on yeah they are going for 50 dollars for two of them that's good which is a pretty good price for yeah. the way that they're going and it being a third party you know it's gonna be probably not the best but 
not probably too bad and it's gonna fit your hand a little more it's got that little it's notched out a little bit for your better hand comfort if you will um so yeah i just saw those and i know that we were talking about the joy con controllers previously and you were like one thing i wish is like they were a little bit bigger and maybe when they do that re when they are talking about re-releasing this thing with like a pro version or whatever that would be something you would like to see it was like oh that might be something cool to check out no definitely i really like that the uh design wise look like they would contour to my hand a little bit easier for sure yeah i mean it's not that i don't like those it's just even after adding on the uh the bumpers that you can have that that slide on to the joy cons that you have now and it's supposed to make it like thicker because it has the thicker bumper on the top and it's supposed to make it a little bit deep like a little bit wider but uh it still feels just so uncomfortable especially with the 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 right one just because the joystick is so far in yeah you know what i mean yeah it's in the center of the thing yeah that's what i mean it's just it's kind of awkward playing something like mario kart and then like my thumbs are like this close together like <laughs> two inches or less apart versus the other one i mean it's still similar to it but i mean it's just being so i would rather have my joystick be on the edge of the thing I feel like I could control it more than having to like dip my thumb into mm-hmm. it, you Absolutely. know, to do it that way. So that makes sense. Those look like they're controlled a little bit better for that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Microsoft uh, has quietly upscaled some of the backwards compatible titles on Xbox One X to 4K. Um, nice. One of the new examples that I have of it was they released the entire trilogy of Final Fantasy 13. Um, so 13, 13, 2, and the 13 Lightning Returns, I think, is what it's called. Um, they re-released those um, from the Xbox 360, and they made them backwards compatible to uh, the Xbox One X. But they never mentioned that they were going to be doing this. They started upscaling some of them, and you can tell because I watched some of the video differences that they had. And it was nothing that they weren't going to announce it, other than just being like, "Hey, Final Fantasy 13 is backwards compatible." But if you look at the old version compared to this, they have like polished the shit out of it. Huh. It's not like a huge night and day difference type of a thing, but it's it's definitely noticeable, and they've failed to mention it it just seems like something silly to me like we could we should tote tote out that we've actually like upscaled this a bit whenever we put it out these are positive things you could talk about definitely yeah yeah. and i guess they were saying like uh after they somebody had mentioned that they did that and they talked to him about it it was like oh yeah yeah we totally did that we're 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 doing that with a lot of the other stuff we not talk about that before (laughs) it's like basically like kind of like where they were at with them just like no, no, you never mentioned that. So other titles that you have out that you're going to start doing that with it? Like, yeah, yeah, even some of the older ones that have come out, like more prolific titles that we have released before that are backwards compatible, especially Microsoft ones, they're all going to get 4K uh, treatments just to polish them up a little bit. Hmm. It's just, just almost like it's like, to them, it's like a little switch that they can just turn on and be like, yeah, sure, it's 4K now. And then it's just like done. I, I just thought that was really cool that they... That it did it, but at the same time they were just like, "Yeah, I guess we just failed to mention that." That's a little odd. Give me, a, give me a topic. Um, the other day, mm-hmm. and the other day being yesterday, the twenty seventh. All, uh, all my troubles seem so far away. Was uh, they released a poster and trailer for the Artemis Fowl movie? Yes. Did you see that? I did. Are you? Have you? Have you read the books at all? No, I've, I've, I've. From everything I've read, synopsis wise of the books, it was like. I think I would like this in the same vein that I would like like Harry Potter because I know it's a yes. it's a scoping series about this kid that's like mm-hmm. a is he like a criminal genius type yes. thing? Yeah. But I've never read the books or anything, but everything that I'd read synopsis wise versus of it was just like this seems pretty cool and yeah. I watched the trailer and I was like this looks fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it looks it's really pretty. 
Like the and the music, the the whatever the soundtrack behind it yeah, was. It was like was almost good. like Bond esque in yeah. a way. Whenever yeah. they did some of the stuff with it, I'm not sure. the The one shot that kind of made me be like eh, was whenever he was wearing like the suit that's almost slightly too big for him. And he's walking through the Artemis Fowl O before they did like the the showing you the title card. Oh, okay, yeah. I was just like, we could have done without that. Shot. <laughs> I just did like the little letter sweep because that almost looked really. It looked like I'm getting ready to watch Spy Kids now. That's yeah. And I don't want to watch Spy well, Kids. Well, I guess the good news is that they probably won't be. Uh... He won't be walking through the O of the Artemis I will, uh, yeah. in the movie. Well, hopefully he so wears a, a suit that you know fits isn't in. so big. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about it. I I've liked the Artemis Fowl series for a while. I've read the first three books. So is this a thing that it's like like Harry Potter? Not necessarily like year one, two, three. Does he grow as the series grows? Yeah. So you know, he yeah. does get older. As he does get older, go. absolutely. And uh, you learn more about his family and his dad's into all kinds of stuff as well. Is missing for a while. Um, there's a lot of like fairy world and mm-hmm. trolls and like all of these different creatures within and actually set in like just normal world, not as much as like Harry Potter being in like Hogwarts. That's all that they uh, talk about because like they said something like the fairy lady that's reading it or something yeah. saying the thing in the beginning. They like they moved underground, so I yes. guess a lot of this takes place underneath the surface of the earth yeah. or something. All of the a lot of the fairy stuff does so okay. like. The at least the first book is very much almost two stories that end up colliding together. Mm-hmm. There's a story of Artemis and what he's up to, and there's a story of this fairy, and that she's almost like a beat cop, and then their worlds kind of end up colliding together as the story kind of unveils. Um, so Artemis, this is what I was trying to explain to Mandy from what I've got. Everything that I read that says like he's like a criminal mastermind, he's super a genius. genius. Yeah, he's super. So genius. I get that, but there was like everything I read said like criminal mastermind. I was like, is he like a bad guy or is he just like steal shit? Um, he's not necessarily a good guy, but I think he's the kind of like you end up liking him. Yeah, like he's he's meant to be. He's a likable character, but he's not. Um, I think he's into if I remember right, he's very much into like heists of like. More on a, on a line of like national treasure or um, something in that vein uh, where I'm going to go find something that I'm probably not supposed to have, but I'm not like stealing from a government or stealing from a rich person. I'm stealing artifacts more. Almost like Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana I Jones. I mean, he was Tomb doing Raider, it for like yeah. the benefit of his like, he's an archaeologist, yeah. so that's why he was doing it. Yeah. Like he was looking or for this. You could probably even say maybe a uh, like a boy child version of uh like tomb raider in that his dad's filthy rich he's got he's got he's a comes from a family with money Mm -hmm. and he's left to his own devices to go figure out what he wants to do so he goes and steals these like uh supernatural kind of artifacts and things like that and then gets into all kinds of trouble because of that so okay and he has this giant butler that i think is named Butler, if I is remember. Is that the right? black guy that you see in the with trailer like that the was shooting like hair. the arrow or something like yes. that? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. part was kind of cool with like the shit that was just pulling out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Which might be fairy technology. So like okay. they kind of they end up that might be what he's stealing in the first book is okay. like fairy technology. Okay. Um, I'm not 100 percent for certain, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited for it. I knew Disney's had it for a while and and that they were developing something. If you ever want to read the books, I. Th- I've got maybe all of them. Yeah, so. I'll definitely want to read the first one. I've got some stuff that I'm reading right now, but I, I'll pick it up and read it from. You read them words. 
I'll read them words soon. I'll reread it with you, and we can have a book club. Really? Because I we have a a, a IFNZ book club where we we have like a bonus pod where we 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 could bring you guys uh-huh. a book to read. I and forgot we there all, was a microphone for a second. We all we all <laughs> we all read it together as a, as a community. No, Out I mean loud. just no, I mean just as a community. Oh yeah. We'll talk about and then we'll have a bonus pod that we could release. Mm-hmm. That's book club where we'll talk about it and then you guys can talk about it with us in we'll the call comments it and stuff like that. IFNZBC. Yeah. Make it even more uh, acronyms. Yeah. IFNZBCBP. By if I feel New Zealand book club bonus pod bonus pod. <laughs> That'll be the first episode title. <laughs> IFNZBCBC. Oh, what else you got, my friend? Uh, George Rocket Raccoon Martin has released his latest book, Fire and Blood, the Fire the prequel. Red uh, on red, red on red. The Fire and Blood, the uh, Targaryen prequel that takes place three to four hundred years before the event of Game of Thrones proper, uh, has now basically gone into hiding so that he can finish book six, The so Winds of Winter, will stop so that yelling yeah, people at him. will stop yelling at him finally and uh, threatening him with uh, death threats for not writing a book in a fast enough manner. Could you imagine, just just thinking about this though, mm-hmm. could you imagine being that popular of an author to where people or are a musician passionate. or something yeah. like that, that you're just like, uh, we're really excited about this third album that we're about to release, but yeah. it's not quite ready. And then people are just like, you better write that music or I'm going to fucking kill you. That was Tool five years ago, and <laughs> yeah. now people just gotten, they yeah. just gave up. Yeah, people just don't care anymore at this point. They're just like, uh, we're going to probably release it in 2019. They're just like, okay, whatever. We'll whenever, whenever, whenever you think you, you release it when you got it, buddy. We'll whatever just, you want to do. We, we'll, we gave up. I think people are starting to get to that point with uh, George, but now that he's said, like, I'm going into hiding and nobody's ever going to find me and I'm going to just write to my heart's content. They're getting excited Everybody's again. just like, oh, oh, oh. And Fire, oh. and Fire and Blood actually came out, so he has, like, a new book. And it's not like a Fire and Blood, just like, I'm going to do a little three or four hundred page book. This thing's, like, fucking two thousand pages long. Holy cow. So, um, that's a thing. That's crazy. Uh, also, I'll give this one because it's real quick and we can talk about it, about our, our experiences. Valve is discontinuing the Steam link. The one, wah, that, wah, wah. the one you used to own that I bought from you and that I now own and still have. Would ha- you like to share your experiences with the Steam Link with the, well, with the crowd? It is uh, for those of you guys who Steamy Link care. Um, it is on sale technically uh, still right now. Um, I think on Steam, whatever stuff they have made of it so far, they're selling for. I think it's two dollars ninety five cents. It's like ninety five percent off or something like that, so they're selling it for that much off from what it normally is. So the Steam Link is a way for you to link your PC and PC games to a TV. Yes, streaming it. Yeah, your Steam would call it uh, quote unquote big screen mode. Oh yeah, um, because they have that for it as well. Whenever you you can plug your PC into uh, just a regular. TV and then go you know, big, and screen, go big screen mode yeah. and it have that similar format, but this is basically that, but has a link to it and you use your internet to be your connectivity yeah. for how you actually stream the games, which in is your library. The super important part of that is your internet has to be fucking good. Yes, and 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 I guess not even your in like your your router has to be good. It's not really your internet as much as it is the way your computer processes and then how how much speed your router can transfer across your LAN. Mm-hmm. And uh, from my personal experience, having a standard kind of out-of-the-box 
um, PC. I think I've got eight gigs of RAM um, and you know decent hard drive. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, you know, regular standard probably like Pentium four processor or whatever. Um, nothing too crazy, but like fairly new. Like it's the last two three years maybe or so. Um, I hooked up my Steam Link and there was a major lag in that. And there were some there's some PC games that haven't came out on any other thing that I really wanted to play. Um, one of them being a game called Outlaws that came out. It was a LucasArts uh, video game that came out for PC in like 98, I think, mm-hmm. um, that I really dug. And I was like, you know what? I would like to, I would love to play that on like on a TV. Right. That would be pretty cool to, to play that. So I got my Steam Link and, and tried it out. And uh, there's two things that could have happened. One, it could have just fucking sucked. Or two, I don't have my settings set up properly, and maybe that was part of it. Um, but I I was kind of underwhelmed with the performance of what was going on uh, with it all, especially transferring over wireless. Um, so that's what ended up getting into your hands. And how did it work for you? Uh, it depends on the actual games and how they are optimized as well, too, though, I think to a certain extent. I tried it with a handful of games, and I don't use it anymore. But certain games that I have, like uh, Undertale, um, RPGs and stuff like that, it's similar to how the PlayStation Now worked whenever you were using it for streaming, Straight even though up. that was more so internet versus just a network LAN that you would have between these two things. But with with PlayStation Now, I would never play first-person shooters or stuff like that because there's so much lag and latency that you would have that it was making it horrible to play something like that. Um to a certain extent, it was wor- it was it was worse on that than it would be with like any action adventure game like God of War or something. Those were a little easier, but obviously your RPG, if you have a little bit of lag and latency, it's not so bad, especially if it's just turn based. So Undertale, yeah. Undertale wasn't too terrible, um, and then I also did it with Bro Force, which was okay. But whenever I went to play something a little bit more heavy-handed, we'll say like a first-person shooter, like a Call of Duty or something that I had on the Higher graphics, Steam. too, that Yeah, it, it was some. requiring a little bit more, and it just had a lot more lagging than what I was thinking. I thought, I mean, my internet connection here is iffy, obviously. I always have issues off and on with it. Um, that point in time, it was still good. Um, and my setup and everything, like my, my modem and my router and everything I have is still fairly new. There should be no issues between basically what's a 15-foot difference yeah, in, in right. this thing. I mean, it's, it's not traveling very far. My cable's not that long or anything. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter, but it definitely did. Um, and obviously, I would assume Steam realized something like that, too. You know I mean, like there's hence only... Hence why it's... Yeah, hence why it's $2.95. It's still a neat experience for certain yeah. groups of Check games. Check out still, for but, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's definitely worth a check out, especially if you can get it for three bucks. Yeah, why not? But I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I would hope that if they ever tried to do something like this again, that it works out a little bit. They could sell it for like sixty bucks and then make it a little bit more divisive, not just this tiny little pad brick thing. You can put some more power behind it, so maybe it would help process, you know, that stuff mm-hmm. that's going between the network transfer a little bit more smoothly. Yeah. Than you know, than this one actually was able to do. But I just want to mention that real quick because mm-hmm. I saw that it was in the news and I wanted to touch base. It was, and it is, and we did. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Shad here from the future or uh, past or 
whatever. I don't really understand timelines. Anyways, we're going to drop a pin here and pick up next week with the second half of our news headline spectacular. And as we continue our discussion of news topics, opinions, and the like, make sure and follow Justin and I at Random Hero XIX and at Listen to Shadows. And we'll talk to you next week. So take care, have fun, and feel New Zealand. This has been an IFNZ production.